Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee and let's awaken our hearts together. amazing. You know what's amazing to me too when I was reading you know how much I love Revelation. Of course I love Revelation because it's super dramatic (laughs) and it's like Lord of the Rings in the Bible. It's funny that you say you love dramatic because you're not a dramatic person. Like you're not like a drama person (laughs) at all. But But I love the intensity. But I am intense. But yes you're intense. My spirit is intense. And you are intense. No you are an intense person too. Even I share something. I'm a bit of an intense person (laughs) too. When we get get passionate and we get passionate. Yeah. Yeah. But I love. Our spouses find us a bit exhausting. (laughs) I know, Jay, oh my gosh. I'm like, I have something. We need to do this. But I really feel like even when I was reading, I love going through Revelation. And when you're reading in Revelation, I'm always just amazed that even the enemy, Satan, is still allowed into the presence of God as the accuser. He is constantly accusing. Now. Right now, in the spirit. So why are we surprised on earth that we are accused? Why are we surprised that there is persecution on earth? God, for whatever reasons, allows the accuser, the accuser. Yeah, capital A. Capital (laughs) A into the heavenly realm. Like he's still welcomed back. He was kicked out and he's still not in he still is allowed god gives him allowance to come back yeah yeah yeah. and accuses the brethren wow is that amazing yeah but i love when it talks about a revelation when he gets kicked out he no longer is even allowed to go and accuse he actually gets kicked out right there's coming a day he's kicked fully out right right isn't that phenomenal isn't that fascinating yeah. So I often think even on our earth, when we th- see things happen, it's like, may it be on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. This is actually happening. Yeah. But God has given us a provision of the spirit of peace to see in the spiritual realm that God, he is able, God sees it. It's not a surprise. He's in his, he's in his presence. He sees what the accuser is saying and doing. Right. Yes. yes Constantly. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so he gives us the ability yeah. to kind of walk with. And, and what's he doing in the midst Building his church. Building his church. Building his bride. Yeah. We are the part of the answer. That's right. To this great, like this is all part of his plan. That's, that's right. That's, that's what right. he has given us. That's what he's given us. And we have a high priest in Jesus Christ who petitions for us in front of the accuser. That Jesus just has to stand and look at what he's done. His yeah. blood, the accuser has no yeah. rightful say. No, and no but actual th- authority but think of just or how, truth in him. Yeah. There's no truth in him. No truth. But just think of that playing out. Isn't right, that right. fascinating? Yeah, it is. For me, I'm like, oh, I, rem- I didn't realize that in Revelation, when I was studying Revelation, that one chapter, I don't even, I'm just, th- when Satan gets thrown out of heaven for good, okay. like cast down and Oh my goodness. This is amazing. Yeah. I've never even really thought about how that is unfolding right now all the time. Right. Right. The audacity. And of course he's out to destroy. Yes. Yeah. But anyways, but God is still building his kingdom. Yeah. Anyways. And we don't have to be afraid. No. We don't actually have to be afraid. No. 
we, we really don't have to be afraid. The moment we give our lives to Christ, there's a legal, like we actually have legal right because God calls us his own. He gives us like a new last name. You yes. know what I mean? He calls us into his kingdom, calls us his children. We are his inheritance. And so we actually legally have right to say no to the works of the, to these accusations, to the accusations of the enemy. They actually have Absolutely. no authority. Absolutely, They have no authority in our life. They're not based in truth. They're not who God has called us to be. And so we have to activate that. We have to Me activate too. that. But again, we have, we get confidence in activating that when we know our word, because that's where it tells us Absolutely. who we are. That's right. And if we're not reading the word of God, then all we have are the accusations coming and we have nothing to fight them off with. Right. Yeah. Because the truth comes from reading the word of God and that's how we fight. Yeah. That's how we, we let him know his place. Yeah. We yeah. remind him of his place. I know. Cause I feel like even in the heavens, like when you're saying that it's like the, the devil comes into accusing and Jesus just has to look at him. Like he's the lamb. Like yeah. he's done it. Yeah. The enemy has no authority under no. the blood of Christ. No. So just even looking at the scars of Jesus, like the fact that yeah. he kept the scars in his glorified body. Yeah. <laughs> like the enemy just has to look at Christ and yeah. the scars are symbolic to say like, it's done. Yeah, I've completed this. I've completed it. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. yeah. And I am the high priest on behalf yeah. of mine, my yeah. own. Yeah. So his accusing goes through the high priest of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. It's not actually... Yeah, it's it's not like you said. Our battle, our yeah. battle is the Lord's, and we are in His under the blood of Christ and the power of the cross. Yeah, the power of that provision. Yes, is yes. the only provision yes. that gives us access yes. and pr the promises so and the covenant. Oh my goodness, so like it's good. the covenant of what Jesus has done that Co gives like us covenant, an actual covenant. promise, unbreakable. It's an unbreakable, unbreakable. covenant. So every time He By accuses, the devil mm -hmm. accuses, He sees covenant. Just totally. looking at Jesus, yes. he sees covenant. Yeah. So no wonder he goes crazy down here because yeah. he's trying to make us he's a disbelieve oh. that we have a covenant yeah. relationship. Yeah. He's trying to create doubt, doubt, doubt yes. in the promise that God has given us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, often people ask me or, you know, when, when, I, when we're just talking with people, I'm sure you find this too. Like, why isn't it working for me? Like, why isn't it working for me? Like, I don't understand. Like it, you know, it works for you, but it's not working for me. Like I am defeated. I am. And I, and I feel like too, no, it's not that it's not working for you. It is, it is working for you. You just don't know it yet because yes. of the word of God. Yes. Like you need to get into the word of God in order to know it in your spirit. It's not that it's not working. It's already done. Mm -hmm. It's already done. You are a child of God. You are his heir. You have the promise. You have the authority. Mm. You already have it. Mm -hmm. You, you, it's not like a feeling. You have it. You have it to walk in. But again, it's God's word that confirms the promise that he's given us. Mm. And it's so, so powerful. And we need to be in that word so that we can get that confirmation and we can fully walk in it. Yeah. Wow. I know. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. So I think good. that's it. When we get so to heaven, good. the yeah. first thing I think when he says, this is my own theology, but when it says he'll wipe away every tear. Yeah. I think when we see Jesus the incredible emotion that will come over us will be on our faces. Oh, for in sure. In bawling oh, out of like, sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what you yeah. have done for me. Like, I think that's the tears too that he'll wipe to be like, 
I, I did it for you. Come in. Like, yeah. this is for you. Like, yeah, totally. I've prepared a place. I think that's a tear as it'll be. I, yeah. I think we'll be just big mops mess. Yeah. I'll walk through the gates. I won't be like, woohoo. I'll be on my face oh, when I see totally. Jesus. Totally. The first thing I want to see is his yeah. feet. <laughs> the first thing I look at will be his feet. I mean, it truly is the, uh, the most in beautiful. His presence, like, in his presence, I think oh. we will have such an utter awareness yeah. of our inability to save ourselves. Yeah. Like, it is something yeah. he's trying to teach us through his yeah. word over yeah. and over again like you know you he um you know uh, it is a gift salvation is a gift of grace so that you can't boast so you don't have to earn so you don't have to strive for it mm. it's a gift i gave you freely by my blood but i think what what i'm so amazed at too with the gift of jesus and even just this entire plan of redemption that god unfolded for us is that it didn't even stop at Jesus. Like it didn't mm. stop at Jesus. Like he he paid for our sin and our brokenness, gave us new life, made us a part of a new family, gave us authority over all darkness, over all darkness that could ever come against us. But then he sent his Holy Spirit to actually oh. be inside of us. Like he even said, so it wasn't enough that he just did that for us and that we could grab hold of that promise. But he actually said, I'm actually going to send you my spirit to help you mm. walk this out so that you don't have to do it alone. So mm. you don't have to just remember my promise alone. I'm actually going to send you my spirit to live inside of you that you, your body is going to be the new temple, my new temple my new place wow. of dwelling, the dwelling of my presence, and it goes with you wherever you go. And again, God's word constantly confirms this for us as we read it. So it's so important that even if it's like one verse, it does. it's not even about quantity, but it's about getting that promise and that truth mm -hmm. inside so that all of these things, these truths can be confirmed as we walk it out. But isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible, incredible that it wasn't even enough that he just like paid for all of our brokenness and weakness, oh. redeemed us fully, gave us a, a place in heaven and full authority over darkness. That's, that's what the cross did. Mm -hmm. But then he said, I'm going to send you my spirit. So you don't have to do it alone. His spirit. Like it's, oh. It's, it's a beautiful. profound story. It's a profound redemption yeah. story yeah. that is so full of life that I feel like even with all, <laughs> as, as much as we take in, we still can't even grasp the fullness of it. <laughs> no. Nope, with as can't. much as we read and as much as we believe and as much as we, we still can't even grasp the fullness of what he's already provided for us to it, walk in. So beautiful. Cause he talks about the Holy Spirit being a guarantee. Oh, totally. The guarantee the of the promise. So the yes, guarantee. yes, Galatians. Yes. Like we've been sealed yes, yes. with a guarantee of the promise. Yes. And the Holy Spirit is a guarantee. Um, I, I don't even know. I know. I, like I know. that's a mic drop. Like yeah. when you think about that, yeah. what God has done for us and yes. what he has guaranteed for us. Yeah. And we need to walk in that provision with great humility to realize, like you said, it's not of our own. Yeah. It is only by the grace and the power of the work of God. That's it. All goodness is from him. Cause we, we would not be here today. Yeah. The church would not have made it without the Holy spirit. Yeah. We, we would not, we're how many, like thousands yeah. of years later, here we are yeah. because of the work of the Holy spirit yeah. that has kept the church that has yeah. kept us because it's a keeping power for the covenant. I love that. Anyways, yeah. we could go on and on about this so, stuff. So, so good. 
I, I was reading in Isaiah um, 42, mm. uh, just, just over this last week or so. Mm. And um, I, I'm just going to read a scripture and then I'm just going to read what uh, the study notes said about the verse itself. And this is actually talking about Jesus coming. This is actually talking about Jesus coming um, as God's chosen servant mm. to, um, you know, to, to be our savior, to, to bring um, his light to the world, to a world of darkness. This is, uh, so in verse eight, it says, I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory. I give no other, nor my praise to carved idols. Behold, the former things have come to pass and new things. I now declare before they spring forth. I tell you of them. And, um, as I was reading through the, the study notes, I, I loved what it said, but I also felt the weight of the power of these words Mm -hmm. and of walking this and living this, but also a picture of, I think, why so often we get burdened by the weight of darkness and the weight of the enemy. So listen to what the study notes say about this. So again, I am the Lord, that is my name, my glory I give no other, nor my praise to carved idols. So the explanation says, um, both the triumph of Cyrus, and that's again going back to Babylon, and the greater triumph of the servant glorify the true Lord of history. So the servant is Jesus and discredit idolatrous claims of human mastery. The God who has promised the world transforming display of his glory directs all events as he pleases to that final end. My glory I give no other. This is the explanation. God must discredit all idols to receive his proper honor. He is not one of many. He is not superior among inferior gods. He is not even the best of all. He is the only God and he will have his people and he will have his people know and rejoice in him. I, I just like, I love that so much. Cause again, when we think about the time in the day where so, like so much idol worship mm-hmm. and, you know, the worship of other gods, small G gods and all of that, it, it was very external and tangible. You, there were carved images and all those external things. I think our idols and our other gods look so different today mm. that we don't actually call them those things. Mm. So they so subtly come in our life and they actually are objects of our worship. They're the things that we feed on, the, the time we spend. Um, they're the things that master and rule our lives. They're the things that we place our faith in. Mm-hmm. They're the things that we stand upon. And then when they shift, we wonder why we fall. Mm-hmm. Like it, hmm. and, and so as I read it, I, I felt it almost as though, again, similar to what we were talking about with raising the battle flag, like this declaration before the enemy to say, no, he is not one of many gods. He's not superior among inferior gods. He's not even the best of all. He's the only God and he will have his people know and rejoice. Like that's a declaration. It is a declaration. And uh, like our world doesn't like this message because it Requires us to follow another, a king, yeah, a God, not yeah. ourselves. Yeah, not ourselves or also not all paths. Not all paths. Not all nope. paths. So it, there is in this time and in this season as like uncomfortable as that is with sort of the messaging of our world and culture, but there is a, 
an alignment mm. and a call to allegiance, mm-hmm. you know, to worship the one true God. The one that we will one day stand in front of. Yeah. So <laughs> like the one God. And, you know, it really I really do believe that we are. And this is not to cast fear because perfect love casts out fear. And God has given us all that we need. But we it's not going to get easier. No. And I no. think we're realizing I think 2020 I almost feel like a page turned. Right. And, you know, pledge we, your allegiance, pledge your allegiance. Like we may yeah. not in in Canada, we may not give our life, have to give our actual lives yeah, for to, Christ. To, yeah. That mil, like millions are around the world right now and have. Right. But there is a cost and right. there's going to be a cost because there is only one true God. And that is our song and that is our allegiance is one God, not making everyone comfortable. Now, how we walk that out, we need discernment and wisdom. But when it comes right to it, there is only one God, mm-hmm. you know, and I love this in Corinthians in Colossians, as you were talking about that declaration, it says in chapter two, when God made you alive with Christ, he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities and he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross and what Christ has done for us. That is why our allegiance, the, the incredibly immense Mm -hmm. love and canceling of our debt that he did. Our allegiance is like, we will follow. We will follow the one true God that literally canceled our debt and disarmed the enemy on our behalf that we will follow. And what that looks like, the cost, we don't know. It's going to unfold as it's going to unfold. Yeah. But may we be faithful. Yeah. And may we answer that call and that cost one moment at a time, one conversation at a time, one circumstance at a time with the wisdom and the grace required. But there is a cost. But the cost that was paid for us. Yes. Feels like my allegiance is. Oh, it's. Well, it pales in in comparison. Have it. Yeah. Yeah. Have it all. Totally. I'm yours, totally. all that I have. Wow. Anyways, I'm just saying like, I love that's that. the allegiance. That's the allegiance that we have yeah. of because what he has done. No, it's so good. It's so good. I was reading something. Um, I, I'm going through, it's such an old book, Mere Christianity oh, by uh, C.S. Lewis. So good. Okay. Well, my brain is hurting because <laughs> I'm just not smart enough. I'm literally reading it and I'm like, I wish I was smarter. Oh, I wish I was so much smarter. I, sometimes I have to read paragraphs a couple of times to let it, but I know it's so good. Okay. So this is written in like 1945. He's reading, he's writing it almost like, almost like a, a, a dissertation of a paper. It's not even written really like a book. Like it doesn't read like a book. Anyways. Um, he, he was just talking about morality. He was talking about morality. So it reminded me as you were talking about sin there. He's talking about morality. And, you know, he was bringing up just this idea about how, like, humanly, we need morality, even just in order to function in a society. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, yes, there's God's moral law. There's 100% God's moral law, but God gave it to us because he knew that humanly we need it to function in a society. Mm-hmm. But even if you don't believe in God, there is still morality that yes. keeps a society moving forward together. Otherwise, without morality, it's just pure anarchy. Like it's there's no sense of 
even being able to get along or for society to be able to function. So he's just talking about this as a basis, but he started to unpack how many people struggle with Christianity because of the rules. They get caught up in the rules of it, right? And so if you break the rules, it's called sin. And they get caught up in these rules. But he was saying how interesting it is that we seem to pick and choose, whether in Christianity or even just in life, we seem to pick and choose the moral laws that help to govern our society um, based on our own choice or whim, which ones we're going to follow and which ones we aren't. I'll give you an example of what I mean by this. Like when I got married, when you got married, um, you know, we took a vow to be faithful to one another. And so, you know, when we got married, we didn't say, you know, I'm really hoping, like I'm really hoping I'll be faithful. Like it's kind of a tough ask. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do it, but I will, I will try. Like I'll really, really try to, to, to do that. No, we made the choice to get married, to commit our lives, to be faithful to one another. That's kind of part of the choice we're making in getting married. Now I understand affairs happen in relationships, adultery. I think I understand that does happen. Um, but for many people, when they choose to get married, that is part of what they sign up for in making that commitment. And it's not really an option. They mm -hmm. don't have the option of just going outside the marriage or being unfaithful in the marriage. Murder is a great example. Yes, I understand that murder does happen um, in a society, but generally speaking, most people don't choose murder as an option for when they're upset with someone. They, it's just <laughs> no. a moral law they just <laughs> no. keep. Yeah. A hundred percent of the time. They yeah. just keep it 100% of the time. Again, you can point flaws in, in this philosophy. Yes. People break all of these laws in, in one way, shape or form, but it's amazing how individually we decide which ones we're going to keep and which ones we're not going to keep. And mm -hmm. what is that about that causes us to decide, well, I, I'm going to keep the one about adultery and murder. I'm going to, you know, keep the one about stealing. Like I'm not going to steal and I'm not going to cheat. But like if somebody does something that, um, you know, uh, like I wish I was a part of, like I am going to let jealousy, I am going to be jealous about that. And I'm going to like despise them a little bit or, you know, maybe s say a snide comment or, you know, or I am going to have envy about things that I wish that I, that I think I deserve. Why do they get? what I think I deserve. And I am going to partner with, um, you know, whatever, whatever it is that we just decide again, based on these moral laws that we know mm -hmm. help govern society and actually mm -hmm. bring life. We're going to decide arbitrarily which ones to keep and which ones not to keep. Mm. Isn't that an interesting, interesting, like idea and thought. I've just been thinking about that. But and it's what true. It's actually true. When you look at yeah. And the deeper interesting thing is that for you, you've decided different ones that you're going to break than I have. Hmm. What? No, Laura, I don't break any. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> honey, Do you know Jesus, what I mean? Honey, Jesus. But for you, right? Yeah, and for yeah. me and for the next yeah. person beside us and for anybody listening, like we've all somehow gave ourselves permission and permission yeah. to break some of God's law but not others of God's law. But then we actually get mad at God for why did he like 
why did he put them there in the first place? Mm. Like as if it's his fault yeah. or we, but they're actually all there for our flourishing. Every single thing that God has written in the, in his word that he has said, if you live this way, there's a promise attached to it. Yes. Of flourishing yes. in life. Yes. <laughs> like, like he, he's literally said, if you would, if you want to have life and joy, do these things. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to have strife and, you know, pain and brokenness, do these things. He, yes. And he doesn't force us. No. We get to choose. We get to choose. Choose what this we do. day, life or death. Life or death. What are your thoughts on that? Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. That yeah. That's that's quite interesting. It's true. And we can sometimes even measure. Like not only do we choose, true. We actually measure what sins are not that bad versus other ones. Right. Right. Well, we justify. And that's, we justify. And that's measure, probably why we give ourselves measure permission. and justify. So we yeah. justify what we do. That's right. And that's why we give ourselves permission. Right. Because we're like, oh, it's not that bad. We give us like, an out. I just lied a little bit. Like, I, or I just did this. Or I was just, I just gossiped about this. But this is why I did. Because we just, exactly, we justify it. But it's interesting. We give ourselves permission because we lessen the severity of sin. Or the, con- or the con- maybe the, yeah. what we deem as the consequence of mm-hmm. of those sins of mm-hmm. breaking those laws or breaking again i mean law even talking about law is like old testament mm-hmm. like we're talking about sort of an old testament philosophy of like god you know gave us 10 moral laws and then man made up 635 versions <laughs> of keeping yeah. those yeah. 10 moral laws and then jesus came and fulfilled all those laws but still does require us to walk a certain way the way of the word of God, the way that he's given us in the word of God and promises the result of that just is. And, and it, it just is like, it's not, um, it's not God. Like I hate this idea that like, if you're, if you're good, if you do good things, God blesses you. No, no. It's like, the laws of gravity. It, if mm-hmm. you do these things, it produces this kind of life. And if you do these things, it produces this kind of death. It's almost like he's made this uh, like a, like the law of gravity. This is just what happens mm-hmm. when, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I, do you know what I mean? I totally It's do. not like, Oh, I have to earn that by my good behavior and good choices. It just is. This is the truth. These things bring life when you choose to love a first corinthians 13 kind of love you will have life in that beautiful life and joy and peace if you choose to actually die to yourself and lay down you know your own pushing your own way forward your own selfish ambition and desire you will it will produce life and fulfillment whereas if you choose your selfish desire and ambition it will produce ultimate death. Yeah. It will Both will produce about- fruit. Both are going to produce. Mm-hmm. You yeah. cannot help but produce. Yeah. It will just happen. Yeah. And I think when we're talking about producing, we're not talking about if I do this and that, God's just going to bless me money-wise or prosperity. No. We're talking about spiritual inside spiritual. That yeah. is eternal. Eternal. Because all this other stuff, rot, like it will rot, it must, like it'll, moth will yeah. destroy. It says that in the Bible. that We're talking about the treasures of heaven. Yeah. That can't be taken away. That's internal spiritual. That's exact. But you will, everything you do produces something. That's the thing. There's no neutral either. There's not like, oh, if I just do this. It's no, so, it's yeah. actually yeah. everything you do produces. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Yeah. 
So, so another level. Wow. Okay. So here's oh an, so here's another okay. level of like this conversation about moral law that I was <laughs> okay. just like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So there's one layer of learning about what the right things to do are mm-hmm. and then doing them mm-hmm. as a behavior. But if that behavior is actually not in your heart, you actually don't get the result of the fruit. Hmm. Is that not crazy? So for example, if you know what the right thing to do is and you do it as an action or a behavior. So I know, you know, you like you've said something bad about me and I know the right thing to do is to forgive you. So I will do that as a choice or a behavior. But actually my heart, I'm actually really upset. I don't have to do anything with that. I don't have to tell somebody about that. But in my heart, I'm actually still really upset towards you. I've put a guard up now. Um, I, I'm carrying an offense about that, but externally, I know the right thing to do, so I'm going to do it, but my heart has not connected to the, the, um, flourishing that comes with obedience. The fruit won't be there. Hmm. Is that not crazy? It is. But what I would question that it may not be there now. Totally. I still think you need to do it. Until, but there's a really important connection of the heart and between the motive, understanding the reason mm, why mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we, we need the word. follow God's way, like trusting that his way is right and righteous and true and is meant for a flourishing. It's a heart place. It isn't just behavior because behavior then is just external morality not life transformation totally the scripture actually wants to transform us into the image of god not just change our behavior externally Hmm. this is this is actually huge because again this is why we see christians who appear Hmm. like they're doing all the right things but they actually have no authority or Hmm. fruit or or fullness or fulfillment in it it's actually a burden they're striving, they're, they're earning, they're mm. uh, weighted by this moral law. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Totally. Isn't that insane? That is, that is. So it's like, it's like, again, it's not just enough. It's not just enough to, un- to know the law and to do it externally. It actually needs to be in our heart. And I think in the, in the scriptures, we see this in like the Pharisees, what Mm -hmm. Jesus constantly tried to, um, uncover was the heart Mm -hmm. of why they were behaving Mm -hmm. according to all the righteous law, Mm -hmm. but actually their hearts were so far from the fullness of life that Jesus actually had to give them. Totally, Lori. Because you know, God, like it says, God looks on we man looks on the outside, God looks on the heart. And when it goes through scriptures, you often see that God wants to give a new heart. Yeah. When it talks all the way through, and it says, even in Ezekiel, it says, And I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will take away their stony, stubborn heart, heart. and give them a tender, responsive heart so they will obey my decrees and regulations. So they will they, obey. It's a key. Then they will be my people and I will be their God. But So see, then they will obey. But see, the heart transformation is mm-hmm. a key to mm-hmm. actually success mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. walking out the obedience of what God asks us to walk. 
So it really is like you do the with the behavior and then you submit to say, Father, give me a new heart and a new spirit. Help me. It really is. Yeah. Then I will. It's yeah. not like, okay, yeah. then you come and give mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. God actually says, mm-hmm. when my people return mm-hmm. and remove every trace of their vile images and distestable idols, which is repentance, yep. I will give. Okay. Yeah. I will so give repentance. new heart, new spirit. Yep. I will take away their stony heart. Yep. Then they can obey me. Yes. So God, actually, it's about submitting. Yep. We do the action repentance. as a way of submitting. We repent. We do an action in a way of showing our submission. We bring our hearts because that is the act together of doing and responding to God. Then he yeah. does the work yeah. so that we can actually do what he's asked yeah. us to do. It is so true, Lori, that, that connection. Yeah. Anyways, wow. it, I, I've been just chewing on that and wow. thinking about that because again, I think even chew. for you and I, like, you know, we're in pastoral leadership. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot of weight on our shoulders mm-hmm. and I don't mean this in a bad way. Like I actually like, it sounds like a, a heavy weight, not that responsibility. I say mm-hmm. there's a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. on our shoulders to model mm-hmm. the way of Christ, like yeah. to model that. And so, and I think, you know, in our walk with Christ, like both of us, like you and I, you and I, because of our personal relationship, we know we let each other into sometimes the deeper wrestles, mm-hmm. but we often, and most times, not perfectly, I'm not, I'm just going to say it's perfect, but we, we most times choose the righteous behavior, the righteous choice. Right. right. It's not always in our heart. That's right. Not always. Sometimes it is. Yeah but it's not always in a heart. Sometimes we need more time and processing of it to let Mm -hmm. Jesus Mm -hmm. into the heart space Mm -hmm. so that we can actually walk out the flourishing that comes out of that obedience. But you and I, you know, because we know each other, we feel safe to be able to process the depth of when it's not yet in our heart, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To process the offense, to process Mm -hmm. the, the hurt that has been caused to process, um, like, yeah, just, I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The layers of forgiveness Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. it takes time to, Mm -hmm. to fully get there. So again, I'm not saying it from a place of like, like the external is actually not enough And I don't mean that from like not enoughness. It's just that actually what God has for us, the gift he has for us is actually full transformation Mm. that brings utter flourishing out of obedience, not just doing the right thing. But as pastors, again, and because of our responsibility, we model the right choice. But again, it takes time to allow God to bring the transformation to the heart space. That just takes some time. Sometimes other times it's easier. Other times we have the full revelation and we understand and can walk in obedience just out of our true love and worship Mm -hmm. towards God. But sometimes our flesh wreaks havoc in our heart. We can still make the right choice externally, but our heart is not there yet. And takes time and that's where repentance is so important that's where that again submission is so important but sometimes people will say oh you know like whatever just make like a a a comment like oh you all you know you always do it right or you're so or whatever you know like they'll just look externally but the truth is we know our hearts and we know that yes we make wise and responsible choices but our heart space needs more time and and Obviously, God knows our hearts even better than we do. He He says in the word that our hearts are desperately wicked. Who can know it? We don't even know the wickedness 
mm. the depth of the wickedness in our own hearts. And so we need the Holy Spirit who's in us and with us all the time to help to reveal that so that we can lay that down and we can walk in the flourishing that comes. Again, this is all about flourishing. It's not about earning. It's not about working. It's not about, it's all about flourishing. But we want Jesus, when it comes to morality, it's not about legalism. It's about heart transformation out of worship to Christ. Right? Wow. I I don't think there's anything to add to that. That was profound. Profound. So beautiful. Preach it, girl. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this is huge. This is huge. Because we get caught up in the moral game all the time. All the time. And we kind of just live in that at that level. No. God's mm. like, no, 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 no. Mm. It's not about the rules. It's about the flourishing it and the really transformation. It really is about transformation and That's relationship. That's beautiful. It's relationship. It's mm. out of love. Again, mm. if you even just use our marriages as an example, like if I just did what Jason wanted me to do, behavior, but I didn't give him my heart, that wouldn't satisfy him. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be satisfactory. That mm-hmm. wouldn't be true intimacy. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be true relationship. Mm-hmm. I can robotically do what he wants me to do say what he wants me to say but i can't robotically have closeness and intimacy and personal depth of relationship he needs to have my heart and i have to give him Mm. my heart Mm -hmm. i have to give him my heart so that it comes out of my heart to love and serve him not just robotically or duty duty yeah dutifully act Mm -hmm. you know a certain way that the flourishing will be missing is it still good to do that sure sure like it's good to do the right thing but flourishing comes when we let the right thing the righteous thing according to god's word Mm. get into our heart wow it's interesting what you just said that's pretty profound we can do the right thing but we have to allow the right thing to bring us to the flourishing of the heart. The righteous thing, yeah. The righteous thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that is extremely profound. I'll be chewing on that now. I'll be so, chewing on that. So, yeah. Anyways, mere Christianity. It's a... <laughs> oh, I read those that university a few times, oh and it is powerful. Gosh, it is so... There but are the depth so of it many, is... So many... Uh, anyways. If C.S. You, if, Lewis if, is if another anybody, level. <laughs> if anybody has any any extra time, and you just want to pick up something <laughs> to stimulate your mind and make you feel smarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but it's profound. It's amazing. Again, written in 1945... But honestly, everything he's writing feels like he's writing it for yeah. this time in 2020. I don't, that blows my mind too. Nothing new under the sun. <laughs> you know what else? Like C.S. Lewis is one of, he is a phenomenal author, is Screwtape Letters. Did you ever read that? Amazing. Amazing. That's a depiction another- of how the enemy works. Oh, yeah. Like this, it, it's it's a fun book to read too. It is. It's like a, it's a kind of like a master demon teaching a new demon yeah. how to get yeah. to humanity. Like it's a story. It's a story. It's a story. And how he's, he's teaching written. this little apprentice yeah. how to be like destructive. How to incite people. Yeah. Yeah. And it is Entice once them. again, nothing yeah. new under the sun, but the way C.S. Lewis writes mere Christianity is theologically so profound and the depth, it's just like, wow. And, and screw tape letters is more of like a lighter, or if you have teenagers, yeah, that's a really neat one for teenagers too. Like on the, yeah, for them to be able to read and you can yeah. get have audio have versions of it and everything. Very it. good. Love it. Yeah. So Love good. It. So we did a little plug for C.S. Lewis. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> so good. Well, I think I think that was great. I think it was great. Yeah? Yeah. It was a good chat. It was a great chat. All right. Well, let's chew on that for a little bit. Yeah. 
constantly give our heart space over to the Lord, not just our external behavior. Mm -hmm. So that flourishing, so that we can walk in the flourishing that Mm -hmm. he's promised. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, we hope and pray that you have an amazing rest of the day, wherever you're at today. And just remember that God has complete confidence in you. And that you are crowned as a daughter of the King. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast, and you will find Lori and I at Lori Eitz Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. We'd love to connect with you.